sure if I said part three, um, but this is part three. I accidentally said part two, so just ignore my part two because part two is already uploaded, and this is part three. Thank y'all. Hi everyone, it's Halloween Girl, so we are going to be doing part two of Urban Legends, and I hope you enjoy. The movie tickets that were more than they seemed. A married couple decided to have a night out and meet up with some friends. They arranged for the friends to pick them up. Some versions say at their house, and they all went out for a good time. But when they returned home afterward, they were shocked to find that their new car had been stolen. They filed a report with the police and got their insurance company, but they couldn't do much else. Because it was late, they didn't go asking their neighbors if they'd seen anything. All they could do was go to bed, upset, and wait to investigate the following day. Well, come morning, they were even more shocked to find their car back in their driveway, with a note on the windshield. In it, a man explained that he needed to drive his wife to the hospital the night before, and that he took the only car he could find. He said he was very sorry, but it was an emergency, and he wanted to return the car as soon as possible. As a way of apologizing, he said he was giving them two tickets to an exclusive movie premiere, which was happening the following night. The couple were delighted to have their car returned in perfect shape and to get free movie tickets out of the ordeal. So they planned a big night out and they drove down there and back in their new car. They went out for dinner at a nice restaurant and then to the movie, which they'd wanted to see anyway. The meal was very good and the movie was enjoyable. So, all in all, it was a good night. Until they got home, that is. They discovered that their house had been broken into and that a good number of valuables, money, jewelry, paintings, and so on had been stolen. Even their safe had been broken into. Obviously, someone knew they would be out for a long time. Someone familiar. They found a note written in the same handwriting as the note on their returned car, which simply said, hope you enjoyed the movie. That's a wild story, but it would be a pretty elaborate plan to get two people out of the house. Also, breaking into a car to go to a hospital? Yeah, probably not. File this one under. Never happened. Mysterious and creepy clowns. Who doesn't love clowns? The fun stars of the circus. Always ready to make people laugh. Great fun for everyone, right? Actually, although some think they're funny and entertaining, others find them absolutely terrifying. And 
2016, a lot of people claimed that they saw a lot of creepy clowns all over the place. In August of that year, a woman in Greenville, South Carolina, filed a report with the police saying that her son had seen clowns in the nearby woods whispering to one another and making strange sounds. One of them tried to get the boy to come over to them, offering him candy. Needless to say, mother and son were both creeped out. Another resident claimed to have seen a clown with a blinking nose hanging out near a street lamp at 2.30 in the morning because that's a totally innocent, normal thing to do, right? It didn't stop there. Soon, strange clowns were reported in strange places all over the United States. In Kentucky, a young man was arrested for dressing up like a clown and hanging out in the woods in Alabama. A man arrested after dressing up like a clown and hanging out in a parking lot, scaring people around the night. In New York, a clown with a knife chased a teenager out of the subway. Soon, most states were reporting these creepy clown incidents. And by October 2016, there had been more than a hundred reports. So, what was going on? Some people suspected it might be a viral marketing campaign for a new product movie, or TV show, but nothing was ever revealed to be connected to these boogeyman bozos. The horror film It, about an evil supernatural clown, wasn't released until a year later. For example, the most likely explanation was a few people pulling pranks at first, and then others being copycats. Combined with the genuine fear a lot of people have about clowns and a bit of mass hysteria. Interestingly, this wasn't the first clown panic. A similar wave of sightings happened back in 1981 and also ended as mysteriously as it had started. No one seems to have been hurt by these clowns, but that's not to say we couldn't happen. Is there a sinister clown cult out there waiting to lure unsuspecting kids away to some dark fate? Probably not, but still, don't assume every clown you meet just wants to put a smile on your face. The Babysitter and the Clown in the Chair because one clown story isn't not isn't enough. <laughs> one night, a teenager was babysitting for her neighbors, looking after their young daughter and son. The mother and father had a bit of a weird hobby. They liked to collect clown-related items. Horrifying, right? Clown figurines, statues, dolls, stuffed animals, you name it. They kept them all in one room, thank goodness. The children were playing in this room, and the babysitter happened to look in on them. She noticed a life-size clown figure sitting on a small rocking chair. Something was a bit unusual about it, but she couldn't quite figure out what. It was almost like it was watching her as she moved around the room. She asked the children to leave and decided to give the parents a call. 
sorry to bother you, she said, but I was wondering if it would be okay for me to move the clown sitting in the rocking chair. To be honest, it's scaring me a little. We don't have a clown like that, the mother said. Are you sure it's sitting in the rocking chair? The babysitter confirmed it was, and that it was a life-size one. It's looking at me right now, she added. Take the kids and get out of the house now, the mother warned her. Go to our neighbors across the street and call me as soon as you get there. The babysitter did as she was asked, and soon they were all safely in the neighbor's house. What's wrong, the babysitter asked when she caught the mother again. The mother said she would explain when they returned with the police. Sure enough, the police arrived and went into the house where they brought out a man in a clown suit. The mother explained that another neighbor was obsessed with their children and had tried to lure them away more than once. Apparently, on this occasion, he dressed up as a clown and was hiding out, hoping to kidnap them. Now they, now that they had proof of him breaking into the house, he could be charged. They thanked the babysitter again, paid her extra, and drove her home. That one is a horrifying story. Imagine a creepy clown sitting in your room, pretending to be a doll, just watching you and waiting to do something. There are actually several versions of this urban legend, including one where the man dressed as the clown had been secretly living in the house for a few months. Can you imagine? It's probably better if you don't, to be honest. Cropsy of Stan Island The legend of Cropsy, who was said to inhabit Stan Island, the southernmost portion of New York City, was told by many people over and over for a good scare. He was said to be a crazed killer with a hook for a hand, who in this case hunted children and dragged them back to its underground lair, a network of tunnels under the old and abandoned Seville Hospital. It's a classic urban legend of a boogeyman, the kinds that kids tell to scare and dare each other, and maybe even some parents would tell their kids to make sure they got home before dark. Would you want to go to that old hospital after dark, or even during the day? Year after year, kids in the area would tell the story. Some believed it, but most dismissed it as yet another silly legend. Like so many others, as the kids grow up, you stop believing in Boogeyman and warnings to watch out after dark. It was all silly and made up, after all, until it wasn't. Yes, this one urban legend that turned out to be true, or rather a very real person living in Stan Highland, did terrible things, some of which were not at all different than other legends. In the early 1980s, three children went missing. This set off a real-life panic. Was Cropsy real after all? Police were able to trace some activities back to a man named Andre Rand, who had been in trouble with the law since the late 1960s. He was even living in a campsite near Seaview Hospital. 
though it was hard to connect him with the disappearance, one of the girls was seen with him on the day she went missing. He was arrested and charged with kidnapping, but the jury couldn't decide if he had been killed if he had killed anyone else. However, later in jail, he confessed to another kidnapping, and this was enough to sentence him effectively to life in prison. Was Ram the real-life Cropsy? Maybe, sort of, but the legend probably existed before he began his crimes. Was he a copycat trying to live up to the legend in his own way? We don't know, but sometimes in those scary stories and crazy tales, we like to share with our friends to have at least a bit of truth to them. The Vanishing Hitchhiker One evening, two teenage boys were driving to a high school dance. It was already dark and they had to take a slightly different route to the school than normal because of a detour. As they drove through a wooded area, they saw something a bit odd up ahead. Standing on the side of the road was a teenage girl who looked to be about their age. They hadn't seen her before, but their school was pretty big, so they figured she might be just someone they didn't know. They pulled over and the driver rolled down the window. The girl asked if she could take if they could take her home. But the driver asked if she wanted to go to the dance for a while instead. She got in and off they went. The night went well enough and at the end of the dance, they offered to drive her home. One of the boys noticed that she seemed cold and offered her his coat, which she put on. They took her back to her house, only to realize on the way to their own homes that she still had the coat. They went back the following day. And a woman answered the door. The boy who lent his coat explained what had happened the night before, and that he just wanted his coat back. But the mother told them that her daughter had died after being hit by a car 12 years ago. At the same spot where they had picked her up, she was buried in the local cemetery. They were shocked and more than a little creeped out. But they went to the cemetery, and sure enough, they found the boy's coat draped over the gravestone of the girl whose ghost they spent time with the night before. There are endless variations on this classic story, some of which might even be true. Sometimes the ghost wants to be taken back to the cemetery, and after being left there, she disappears, even through the gates. And when there are lots, sometimes she's older in her 20s, sometimes she disappears while sitting in the back seat, and so on. This is one of the more common ur urban legends, and you'll hear all kinds of versions of it in different places. It's both spooky and sad. The tale of a poor girl who just wants to go home, but no matter how many times she tries, she always ends up back in the cemetery. The Candy Lady of Terriel, Texas. Clara Crane had done something terrible. She gave her husband caramel candies that she had poisoned. Why did she do this? Because she blamed him for killing their daughter accidentally or otherwise. 
The year was 1895, and when the authorities found out what Clara had done, she was diagnosed as insane and committed to Terrell State Hospital, an asylum in North Texas. Unfortunately, she didn't get better during her time there. She is said to have had to have made a doll out of bed sheets that she called Marcy, which had been her daughter's name. She would talk to it and claim it responded. Yeah, you can already see that this is getting creepier, right? Clara allegedly became very attached to the doll. When she was to be released in 1899 due to overcrowding at the asylum, she is said to have written a letter to her sister talking about how excited she was to get out. She also mentioned that Marcy was excited. Writing, as you can imagine, Marcy can barely contain her excitement. Every night she asks, is tomorrow the day when we go home, mother? Very soon. I will be able to tell her. Yes. Creepy. <laughs> Clara was released and for a while all seemed well enough. But in 1903, children in the area started going missing. Other children claimed that the candy had been left on their windowsills, maybe to lure them outside. Though there was no proof, many in town had began to believe that Clara was trying to entice children with candy, maybe trying to get back to the child she had lost. Maybe her dog wasn't good enough anymore. One farmer reported that he found children's teeth in his fields, and the sheriff was found murdered with forks stabbed into his eyes and candy in his pockets. More and more people thought that Clara must have done it, but they couldn't prove it. Clara Crane really did a murder, really did murder her husband, and also did go to an asylum, but her fate afterward is a bit of a mystery. Still, the legend persisted, and many came to believe that her spirit now roams in North Texas, trying to lure children with the promise of candy and leading them to a possibly grisly fate. This urban legend is an obvious example of don't take candy from strangers <laughs> warning, but with a unique and gruesome twist. If you ever find candy on your windowsill, just leave it there. All right, y'all. So that's the end of part two, Urban Legends. So um, I can't wait to share part three soon. So I'll definitely be doing like a series of like these little ghost stories and urban legends. Um, this one is urban legends series that I'm doing. So I hope you enjoyed all of that and I hope you are able to rest well and have a good week and weekend and know that you are so loved and so amazing and I hope whatever you are going through, just know that you can always get through anything because you are strong. And if you ever do need a friend to talk to, please visit my link in my description box at sevencups.com slash mmbarbieh. So I will hopefully see y'all in my next um, episode, <laughs> video, whatever. <laughs> and until then, adios. And also, I do also want to say that I do love you all and I um, that y'all mean so much to me. Thank y'all so much for always supporting me. All right. Adios.